How do you motivate your players? What do you do as a manager? What's the single most important thing you have to do now, and how do you do it? Well, I think the most important thing as a manager, you have to be able to extract all of the ability that you have within your players. If you can get every player on your ball club, given it everything they have, and if you can get them believing in themselves and you can get them to believe that they are playing for the greatest organization in baseball, the Dodgers, then you're going to be tough to beat. I try to convince them that if you take 25 players, a manager, and a coaching staff and an organization, and you all get on one end of a rope and you pull together, you can pull the rest of the clubs with you. But if 10 get on one end and the rest get on the other end, all you'll do is pull against yourself. Individualism wins trophies. Teamwork wins pennants. We are the real Brady Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady Bros. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast you can enjoy. This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Megaphone and wherever else you find podcasts. Hi, I'm Don Zelay Abernathy, and you are listening to TV Confidential with host Ed Robertson. Once again, a standing ovation for Henry Aaron. So the confrontation for the second time. Aaron walked in the second inning. He means the tying run at the plate now. So we'll see what Downing does. Al at the belt delivers. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. Ed Roberts with a reminder that we will play part three of our conversation with Bob Crane, biographers Carol Ford, and Linda Groundwater later on in this hour. Hope you hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa is with us as we remember the life and career of Tommy Lasorda as part of this week in TV history. Tommy Lasorda, legendary manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers and one of the great ambassadors of the game of Major League Baseball. Tommy Lasorda passed away earlier this year, Thursday, January 7th, at the age of 93. You mentioned baseball history and the night of Monday, April 8th, 1974. Don Sutton was not on the mound that night, but he was in the clubhouse. He was a mem- He was in the starting rotation that year. So uh, Tom Lasorda was the Dodgers' third base coach in 1974, if I remember correctly. So Don Sutton and Tom Lasorda were on the field that night at Fulton County Stadium, the night that Hank Aaron hit his uh, 715th home run, uh, breaking. Babe Ruth's record in a game televised by NBC as the NBC Game of the Week and behind the microphone as he often was for NBC during the uh, during big games of the 70s and 80s was Vin Scully. So you've got you've got three iconic Dodgers in the same field witnessing Hank Aaron break the record that night. Yeah. And it was 
Vin Scully, who, you know, summed it up so beautifully. And we're going to hear that clip right now. Vin Scully behind the microphone, Monday, April 8th, 1974. Moments after calling Hank Aaron's historic 715th home run on NBC's Monday Night Game of the Week. What a marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Aaron, who was met at home plate not only by every member of the Braves, but by his father and mother. He threw his arms around his father, and as he left the home plate area, his mother came running across the grass, threw her arms around his neck, kissed him for all she was worth. Aaron is being mobbed by photographers. He is holding his right hand high in the air, and for the first time in a long time, that poker face of Aaron shows the tremendous strain and relief of what it must have been like to live with for the past several months. It is over. At 10 minutes after 9 in Atlanta, Georgia, Henry Aaron has eclipsed the mark set by Babe Ruth. You look back, we're talking 1974. I mean, there are certain things that stay in one's memory. But when Vince Scully said, what a marvelous moment for baseball, what a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia, what a marvelous moment for the country and the world, a black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for us, and particularly for Henry Aaron. As a kid, again, going back to what we, we talked about with uh, Miss Jane Pittman, you know, you, I didn't understand that part of what Hank Aaron was going through, uh, that they had to hire extra staff to go through the mail. And a lot of the mail was hate mail and death threats, and he couldn't stay in the same hotels with the rest of the team to protect his safety and the safety of everybody else. Uh, yeah, but it is all connected with the Dodgers. And I remember also the following morning, uh, my teacher, Mr. Cosby. And yes, it's Bill Cosby. You had, you had, you had a teacher named Cosby? Cosby. It was Bob Cosby, Robert Cosby, Bill's younger brother. <laughs> because, you know, Bill would talk about his brother, Russell, and Russell was part of... So, And this was the, the youngest, so he was... Uh, even uh, younger, but he brought in, uh, I think it was the LA Times, and of course that was the story. And, you know, we began that morning with current events about what, you know, and, and breaking down each part of the article. And I remember at the very bottom in bold type of the LA Times, uh, it said, and oh yes, the Dodgers lost for the very first time in 1974. <laughs> That part was there. That's right. It was, it was. This is like this is the first week of the of, of the nineteen seventy four season, a year that would end yeah. with the Dodgers and, in the World you know, Series that year. Yeah, but this was April eighth, and I remember my little sister Rachel was born April ninth. Ah. was born the next day. I did not fully appreciate the big picture. Yes, he broke a record. I this is the first time I had you know you have to consider how young I was. I did not know who Babe Ruth was. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was the following Saturday. Remember, the CBS cartoons always had a little segment called um, In the News. Mm -hmm. 
and then later they would do a, a whole half an hour show called 30 Minutes. Mm -hmm. But they would do in the news, and it was, you know, basically what's going on. And that's the first time I saw black and white footage of Babe Ruth. And I think my first thought was, this guy was an athlete. He <laughs> <laughs> looked like the neighborhood butcher. Yeah. You know, it, but I didn't appreciate what Babe Ruth was to baseball because at that particular time, and, and, and of course, you know, knowing where my head was, uh, you know, like the biggest baseball players that I knew in uh, that early part of my, you know, like Willie Mays, Roberto Clemente. You know, I did not know these were just great baseball players. Yeah. It was not an issue of color. So, you know, knowing that history that was happening with the game, it's that, that impact and just the stress that Hank Aaron must have been going to, to, you know, and dragging on, you know, because basically he could have broke that record in the prior season and it just didn't to have all that time to wait. Yeah. It is just, uh, yeah, and, and the Dodgers, of course, you know, having that great connection to uh, that part of baseball history. Yeah, I think, and I might be wrong, but I think part of it was Aaron broke the record April 1974, April 8th, 1974, as you just established. Uh, we were still in a three-network universe. Uh, this is before the onset of additional media outlets where we would get into the meta of stuff, both the good and the bad. My guess is, had, had those forms of media been available in 74, we, we might have known more of the backstory of what Henry, Henry Aaron was going through, particularly between the end of the 73 season and the beginning of the 74 season. I heard an interview on NPR about a week after Aaron died. It, it was Howard Bryant of ESPN, and he wrote The Last Hero, one of the last biographies of Aaron. And Aaron worked very closely with him. Uh, and they became good friends as a result. And Howard Bryant told the story about how he still has, Aaron still has, Aaron still kept a number of the hate mail letters that he received during that time. And he kept them because it was important to Aaron that he never forget that. And it was important that he made that part of his story whenever, whenever he was interviewed about it. It's, you know, again, you know, just growing up, you know, not knowing so much of that history of baseball, which is American history, mm -hmm. when we look at it, or the existence of the Negro Leagues and uh, how a lot of people came up. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, later that I learned the you know the historical significance of Jackie Robinson, and but again, I knew Jackie Robinson was one of the greats. You know, I did not know you know the the whole backstory. I just so in my image that there were you know. A lot of people of color, and and you know, just as a, as a Puerto Rican, the the importance of Roberto Clemente, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and I was thinking about that recently when you have you know prominent people die, especially the way he died, and I was thinking about you know Jose Ferrer and, and Raúl Julia and things like that. You know, that on the island, that was like a national day of mourning. Yeah, well, Clemente died in a plane crash uh, on a relief mission. Yeah. And, you know, when it was explained to me what happened, I, I couldn't fathom that 
you know, part of my mind was, well, are you sure? <laughs> because, you know, he, w- he was not found. And, you know, and of course, you know, and I, I guess I could blame television for part of this, you know, when if somebody's gone, but there's no body, there's, there's a chance. <laughs> it's, um, you know, they could show up again later. Um, you know, they could be on some little, you know, and it's just like, are you sure? Because, you know, it's like, and, and, uh, it was explained to me at that time by my stepmother said, no, it was, yeah, because some, there was one, obviously one body was, you know, your little kid, one body was found and, uh, you know, what part of the body was found because the sharks had gotten to it and, you know, trying to explain to me also. You look at Puerto Rico, it's an island, but it's really a mountain in the sea. So you don't have to go far before the water is really deep because it's not like the land just keeps going, you know, and it just happens to be underwater now. It gets very deep very quickly. And that is, you know, shark infested waters. So for the plane to go down where it did, and it's like, yeah, this was, you know, uh, if possible. So, you know, explain to me in a very, um, caring and sensitive way that, yeah, that this is, this is not a, a chance. And I remember, you know, kind of like when uh, we lost Kobe Bryant last year, you know, how murals and things like, like that. I remember seeing so many murals and tributes on the island uh, to him. And eventually there was this Coliseum built in his name and it's still there. Uh, it was used uh, for a lot of relief for Hurricane Maria, but you know, this was also uh, a venue where I had gone to see the 1979, uh, Pan Am games. Uh, this is a venue where Muhammad Ali fought. This was a venue, uh, you know, and, and what a giant this guy was. Tony Figueroa is with me via Zoom as we look back at Monday, April 8th, 1974, the night that Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's record for most home runs in a career. A significant moment in Major League Baseball history, a significant moment in American history that was captured on television by Vin Scully as part of the Monday night game of the week. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Donna and I were in Kansas City, and we went to the Negro League Museum. And just to learn so much of the history, you know, of that part of baseball and and, and American history, it is if anybody is in that part of the country traveling through, I would say it is worth a visit. I mean, uh, I, one of my goals is to visit Cooperstown, but uh, this is a, uh, a very important uh, part of our history. And my dad growing up in Puerto Rico and my, my grandfather being a huge baseball fan, uh, you know, they would go see the games uh, during the uh, off season, you know, because all the players would come uh, to the island mm-hmm. locally. And... My dad was very small when he got to see Satchel Paige play. But my grandfather, what he remembers was my grandfather saying, watch that guy. That is the best player of the game. And uh, my, yeah, my grandfather was huge. And there, there were no, you know, you, you had uh, people that were playing in the major leagues and the Negro leagues playing together. Yeah. And plus a lot of local talent, which uh, later on my dad became huge, you know, just, you know, had every book on baseball history from that period. You know, the people who played on the island and the mm-hmm. teams that were there playing in the offseason, which is a whole other thing. Eventually I will explore, too. But, yeah, just knowing that you had all of this part of, of the history of the game, 
the Dodgers coming to the West Coast being a huge game changer with the history of, you know, in 1974, when you're in Mr. Cosby's uh, elementary school class, yeah, none of that was registering. You just knew that this was a big deal, and he broke the record of, uh, you know, a guy named Babe Ruth, which, you know, he had the same name as a candy bar. Uh, <laughs> well, was, Henry, Henry Aaron amazing. eventually had his own candy bar. Yeah, and I remember in the commercials, this is the image, and I don't know how many people are, are with me on this. I remember seeing the ball go over and that giant advertisement for Bank of America, Bank America. <laughs> because that was that was on the fence. Yeah. And that's in the commercial for the candy bar. Uh, just and was it was it Vin Scully that did the announcing in the commercial? I don't remember whether it was Vin Scully. I just remember Oh Henry, it's a hit every time. Yes. Exclamation point. Yeah. It was the yeah. Yeah, such an amazing uh, part of history and he said that he never had any of the, these problems when he played with the Braves I mean when he played in Milwaukee that he did not face yeah well because that's well it's the Midwest you know yeah yeah that, that was never an issue but yeah I mean what a, a legacy and it is you look at all of this and it and, and I, I I'm sorry I keep having to say it but it's just like this is not just baseball history this is American no, it's, history. It's, it's, it's American history it is, yeah. I mean, you can chronologue so much of what was going on in this country in the 20th century by looking at that. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, and uh, like I said, I'm a person, I love learning more about the history of, of the game because I think it just gives us so much of a great backdrop of what was going on in the country at that time. Zoom editions of Story Salon are available for viewing on demand on the Story Salon YouTube channel as well as facebook.com forward slash Story Salon Donna's four-part novel series Fall Again available at fallagainseries.com. You can also now enjoy This Week in TV History as a podcast at Megaphone and wherever podcasts are found. Take a quick time out. And we'll play part three of our conversation with Bob Crane, biographers Carol Ford and Linda Groundwater when we come back on TV Confidential. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-917-2194 800-917-2194 That's 800-917-2194 Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at 
TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.